1: Possums, friends, and family, welcome to week seven offensive points podcast. Uh, we have a rainy week seven ahead of us in the States, but we're gonna get some football going on, and I hope you guys are having a great season and positioning yourself for the playoffs. So we have we have reached the spooky Halloween-ish time to keep with the uh the season here. Uh, it's currently hell week out there. The ghouls and goblins have sprinkled their dark magic all over the league. By weeks, injuries all sorts of nasty stuff are going on. This is what I like to call the Oregon trail part of the season. You start off the year planning your trip, you get your draft under your belt, but now you're crossing the green river. Your ferry's late. Three oxen are mysteriously dead. And you just blew out a wagon tire. And Steve and... just died from dysentery. Exactly, yeah. man. Winter's right around the corner. It's nasty. So this is your chance to pick up the supplies that are going to get you to Wilmette Valley and the promised land. So as usual, we are here to help you get to the promised land. And I'm here with my friends Josh and Billy. Go ahead and follow them at Josh Hall on Twitter and Ombre Vendor at Twitter, respectively. Follow us at Offensive Points on Twitter, at IDP Army on TikTok, at TikTok and subscribe to the IDP Army on YouTube. It's a mouthful. How you doing?
0: That was the absolute best intro I've ever heard you do, and I just—I feel like you just made it up, and that's the best part about it all.
1: Yeah, for sure. um, I'm I do have to say, trails, dude. I just talk all day.
0: It's a bit of a somber mood for some of us possums out here. Um, the uh, aforementioned Buffalo Wild Wings, where we go and spend our Sundays as we closing down on the spookiest of days, Halloween. Fortunately, we get two more weeks there, but uh, our Buffalo Wild Wings is now closing down. What it's closing its doors? No. Yes. Our bartender told us they found out like two days ago, and they told us the day after. And
2: I thought you all were like part owners in the building. I I thought as well.
0: We go there every Sunday for sixteen weeks. I have so many
1: blazing (laughs) rewards points that I was trying to own the motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't happening. Damn, that
2: is sad.
0: We got two more weeks. We're gonna light that fucker up, and hopefully our fantasy football teams do good during the sense. But a little bit of a somber mood, dark
1: ghouls and goblins sprinkled their dark magic, as Joe would say hey speaking of somber do i have a fireball shot that i have to pay up this week um about regarding i don't know i just figured i had one anyway i'm gonna (laughs) go ahead and take the uh, alex singleton and eric wilson one so here's my fireball shot
2: oh yeah you did owe that one for sure well
1: it's not over yet to be fair the season's like only it's over they were neck and neck (laughs) They were neck and neck,
2: and then Alex
0: Singleton is the only starter, and now Eric Wilson's like benched for whatever reason. All right. So we got that out of the way.
2: I appreciate you taking that. So
0: now if you now if somehow Singleton gets less tackles than Eric Wilson, I'm just taking one shot. I'm not there's no backtracking and I
1: have to take the shot you took, right? No, I'm gonna barf this shot up and then you have to take it.
2: (laughs) Oh fuck. (laughs) Preemptive fireball shot. Jesus. Christ. What All right, is, anyway, Billy, what's it what what is... with you? I feel like we have what does this <laughs> podcast turn into? Um, foolish, man. Well, I have decided to call this week Arb mcgeddon RB mcgeddon for running back nightmare that this has turned into in the Horrible. league. And so I I have just nicknamed this week Arb McGeddon. I mean, honestly,
0: last week was there too. I mean, honestly, these last two. Well, weeks this is because
2: true. of bye weeks. Bye weeks just you know took a That's lead true. pipe to everyone six, that wasn't already injured. Both the Browns under. guys
1: out. Freaking bye week.
2: Like uh, the list is insane. Cook. Yeah. Like there, there's you know the list goes on. McCaffrey. Oh wait, never mind. We already knew that. Yeah, McCaffrey. And Joe got into a little text exchange about I McCaffrey this thoroughly weekend.
0: appreciated that and i didn't get a chance to re- talk because i was busy but anyway let's uh let's get into some fucking yeah, news man let's I get in into some us. news
2: um we'll start with kind of old news because it happened basically right after the thursday night football game Ertz got to have one last shining moment for philly on thursday night football and then he was ceremoniously traded to arizona where he can thrive on an undefeated team so what do we think this means for Ertz? We kind of called this back in the summer, by the way. We already knew this Billy was going to happen. So. actually called
0: this specific team uh, as
2: well. It's a team win. I, You know, it was me, but I like to think of it as a team win. <laughs> Very <laughs> modest. Good. Um, I
0: just want to say, as an Eagles fan and as a Ertz lover, I love this for him. I love this for the Eagles as well. What we did is we bolstered our cornerback and our secondary a little bit there and then grabbed a pick out of it, which is what we wanted. And Ertz and Goddard now get to thrive on two teams where they are basically the individual just he- heavy heavyweight champion of the tight end world on their teams. So I'm looking forward to seeing both of them thrive a lot. And if you don't own any of them, try to buy that shit right now because I believe that this is going to be like Goddard and Ertz. Ertz is obviously going to get off to a little bit of a slow start, but you're gonna you're gonna want
1: these guys on your teams here soon.
0: Yeah, Hopefully, you picked them cool. up
1: i think this is cool because last year kyler started using dan arnold uh at the end of the season there this year he was really into max williams so he's starting to incorporate that tight end position and now he's absolutely got a stud tight end there so it's good for everybody involved i'm happy that trade happened
2: yeah let's exactly what arizona need uh needs honestly they just need kyler to scramble around and find one of the open targets of the many options that he has on the team. crazy Okay, well, I mean, honestly, there's not we we kind of already talked about how good this is for Arizona, so we don't really need to to go on to it any further. So we'll just move on to the next one because this is kind of a massive potential story that is just kind of breaking now. So it's being reported ish by Houston beat reporter that a big three team trade uh, involving Deshaun Watson going to Miami. Tua going to Washington, and then Washington, and I assume Miami probably sending picks to Houston for their compensation. That's just what I'm guessing. Maybe Xavier Howard's involved in somehow. I don't really know. So what do we think about this? It's been a rumor for a while now, but now it kind of seems a little bit more like possible with the trade deadline coming up in about 13 days. I think the wildest part of this is Washington's involved now all of a sudden because that was the one
0: thing that Miami and Houston had always been involved and you just assumed it was going to be a swap and some picks picks exchanged. So um, I still think no one touches this with the whole Deshaun Watson thing going on, obviously, but it, it's a wild story. And the fact that they added Washington in there and there's a three-person trade kind of deal, there's that means these conversations have absolutely happened. It's not just a rumor at this point. Not to mention as the trade deadline nears and nears, these rumors no longer really become rumors. These are actual, probably factual
1: conversations that are happening.
2: It's, it's definitely been reported, at least. Our,
1: our loyal listener and one of our best friends literally just uh, texted us about this trade. And uh, yes, Gerald, it, it's happening. Well, it should happen, I mean, honestly. I mean, Miami is completely out of it at this point. They've lost five of their last games. They might as well play wait and see with Deshaun Watson, just have him on the roster. I mean,
0: not to mention, don't they still have draft picks? I mean, I know they traded the one to the Eagles, but shouldn't they, they still have, have the same? They
2: have San Francisco's pick first round.
1: That's not really a quarterback
0: at this point, but who knows? Maybe Rattler slips down the board and they end up feeling comfortable with that with
2: Oklahoma drama. It is. However, here's the thing they still haven't punished Deshaun Watson. We have no idea when this is going to happen. So why would Miami not just trade for him and start him just to see what happens? I mean, yeah. what? obviously I don't think he should start at this point. I think he should probably be on the exempt list and he probably would if they tried to start him. But I mean, why not gamble? You know, Miami's doing their homework. They would probably know whether this, this is going to happen or not. So
0: are you talking about this year? Yeah. Let's go ahead yeah. and just trade for him and just put him in.
2: Why not? Well, it well, it's a it's a it's literally a staring match and somebody's got a blink. And why not force the hand of the commissioner? Because that's going to get the potential suspension started. Uh,
0: that's yeah. also true. Yeah. Cause then you already know that the season's pretty much lost at this point anyway.
2: Exactly. I mean. So if you're going to get the suspension, you might as well get it started now rather than wait, you know, for however long. Yeah. And his salary won't count if he's on the exempt list. I'm pretty sure. So you're not really losing that's, any money. That's, that's a really ballsy take there. Billy. Hey, yeah. I'm not saying it's smart because he still might be out for the entire next season. So you're really betting for him in two years, but at the same time, you know, no harm, no foul um, if it doesn't work, and you're not sure we're about Tua right now, so you might as well gamble on this John Watson play, you know? yeah. I mean, the, the
1: shit of it is the FBI is handling this, I'm pretty sure, and there is a ton of just civil courts and stuff going on, and we're, there's no news on it. So it's a horrible situation, but we have no news on our end, so it's also right. it,
2: it, We're point. just talking from the football aspect. Honestly, I'm surprised he's not already suspended, or at least on the exempt list. Yeah. He's just been inactive. It makes literally no so. sense
0: at all. That I mean, I get that the court process takes forever and whatnot, but I've correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe his trial date or whenever he's you know think news will be really be coming out about this will be around February. So yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, so if you're Miami, why not you know, just? It would be an interesting guys, move to try right. to
1: force their hand and start any <laughs> suspension. Goodell, a, Goodell doesn't want standpoint. to touch this right now yeah. at all. He's like, dude, I'm just. I, I think He's we're like, all well, smart you enough. Just stop.
0: <laughs> you oh, did, I, I don't know if you're going to get to this because I didn't hear what your news topics were, but did did you hear about the Washington football team and how one of the cheerleaders is accusing Dan Schneider of being involved, even though and just placed placed all the blame on that one head
2: coach? Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Honestly, Dan Snyder has been a shitty human. So, yeah. It's hard to to say that that means not
0: involved at this point, like with all the. No, and it was very
2: suspicious that as soon as Gruden and then Schefter got hit with a little something, and then suddenly there's no more emails that mean anything to anyone. Oh, they swept
1: that under the rug so fast, man. They were like, we have 50,000 emails that we're going to go through. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, it was
2: 650,000. Yeah. Oh, was also, yes. But all of a
1: sudden, it's like, ah, oh, they're all good. We looked exactly. through them all. Alright,
2: right, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, but so, apparently, there's
0: rumors that uh, Dan Schneider was the one who leaked Gruden's emails. And the reason that this happened to try to hide his, you know, save his team, basically.
2: Yeah. Uh, who knows? I well, I don't know if everyone know who leaked it, but I don't know. Anyway, it's back just to the, sketchy. Back There's a lot of trade. sketchy shit going on back to the trade aspect of this for Washington. I'm not sure what they're doing, getting Tua, I guess they want to gamble on him rather than just go to this draft because this is a pretty bad draft QB draft class. So maybe that means that they don't like any of the QBs coming up and they'd rather tr- risk it with Tua and it would mean more picks for Houston, which is what they need. They need an entirely new roster. So <laughs> it would be good for them. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk about Cleveland's year from hell that they're having. Um, so Nick Chubb gone, Kareem Hunt gone, OBJ gone, Baker Mayfield gone. Jarvis Landry might be coming back, but as of now, it's still on the IR. Gone. What the hell is going? to – I mean, is this is this it for Cleveland? Are they done for the year? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously everybody's supposed to come back and be healthy, but at this point. What what do you think they should do? All right, that's your one minute. Now let's talk about the Eagles. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not my one minute. I'm like with all these injuries piling up. I mean, this is huge for fantasy implications. As like, there's nobody on their team. What's their record currently? Three and three. Three and three.
1: I mean, it's gonna be. It's a long season, man. I mean, especially it with is. the expended playoffs and stuff, they could easily work themselves. Into well, I'm not trying to make you
2: make me feel better. I'm asking for a, as no, a fantasy, I, I as, a fantasy you owner, as your like, friend,
1: as your hey, friend, I want to support hey, bud, you and make you feel better. I'm here. I for appreciate you. that. I'm saying no, man, from a
2: fantasy aspect, what should owners of any of the Cleveland Browns do at this you, point in time? You want to
0: own Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry, and that's about it. That, that injury to Hunt is going to, I mean, obviously if you own them, obviously you're going to keep them. You know, so like in Dynasty, selling, would you
2: be selling OBJ? Would you be selling Kareem Hunt? You should, Hunt? Sell OBJ you should have general. sold OBJ already. OBJ. You're probably not getting good value. You're uh, probably not getting good value.
0: OBJ is going to go to a new team next year, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping that something happens better there for him, but it, it it appears that his not career is over, but he's his time as an elite wide receiver is over. Uh, Hunt will be fine in the long run. I just, at this point, you can't sell them because you can't sell people at their lowest. Just don't do it. Like when, you, when your person's injured, unless you're getting good return for it and you're desperate and you're still a contender, don't do that. But Baker, on the other hand, that shoulder thing, that might be a problem for them. Because if, honestly, I don't even like Baker, but I know that Case Keenum is not better than him. No. So,
2: well, in a torn labrum, I mean, I don't think that just gets better. Well, no, I was going to say, sounds I like, like get it worse. It sounds like he's been
0: playing against playing through
1: it, and Joe knows all about playing through torn labrams. I don't think it's a good idea. (laughs) No, it only gets worse, but but yeah, I mean, I think you know, if you're in a dynasty situation, Chubb's an obvious buy for me right now. Um, I would be looking at that saying everyone is freaked out about Kareem Hunt coming on, um, which he's still going to be involved when he comes back, don't get me wrong. But now, all this news and all this dread around Cleveland. And it, it is kind of weird how quiet they're being about Chubb's injury. Because there is been... zero news Honestly, it.
2: though. Because like, he didn't that's... go on the IR. So that definitely right. means that. That's kind of been this
0: entire year with injuries, though. People are being yeah. really secretive about their injuries on their teams now. Like, they don't want to let them know what's happening, basically.
2: Yeah. And maybe it's strategic. I don't know. I'd be trying to buy Chubb right now. If I, was I, in the I would situation. probably be trying to buy Chubb, too. Because I bet somebody's going to sell. And with Kareem Hunt possibly on the way out next year. Chubbs get opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Agree. Okay. So the last news story I have, it's not really a news story, but with the trade deadlining come up, I kind of wanted to pitch to you all a potential like long shot trade fireball bet. So bet- between these five names, or one that you maybe come up with on your own, between Marlon Mack, Michael Gallup, James Washington, Evan Ingram, Nick Foles, or possibly another player to be named. Who is the most likely to be traded by November 2nd's trade deadline?
1: I pray to God it's Nick Foles as a Bears fan. It's it's Marlon Mack. Yeah,
0: that's I, we called it last week and maybe weeks prior, but they're just showcasing him right now. Like that's all they're doing, and they want to they want to show he's fully healthy and he's looked great. And there's literally there's no way that Marlon Mack does not get traded, and I will fireball well bet on that. I wait. No way way he doesn't get traded. Yeah, I'm betting that he will absolutely get traded if anyone wants to take that, but I don't think anyone Mm. should.
1: I think James Washington's an obvious candidate to be traded. I mean, they signed uh, Anthony Miller. Obviously, his best days are probably behind him, but he's expendable with that wide receiver crew. Um, I mean, I can see them holding on because Juju's probably gone, but he's already demanded to trade. There's a lot of wide receiver needy teams out there, so I think James Washington would be a good one.
0: I
2: would take that bet because I don't think James Washington's gonna get traded. Okay. Well let's just all be okay. So Josh putting you down for Marlon Mack. Joe, who do you want?
0: James Washington. Okay. With with the injury to Juju, I just don't see him
2: I'm taking Juju. Evan Ingram because I think the Giants oh, are that's sell, fair. sell their pieces, and that is who I think.
0: No, I a report just came out that everything's broken and that. That's a good one.
2: So there, okay. So if Marlon Mack, James Washington, or Evan Ingram gets traded, the other two people have to take a shot. Oh, this is a three-three B. I like this. Mm -hmm. That's why it's because it's at the same time it's still a long shot. We talk about all these trades coming up for the trade deadline, and then like nothing happens. So if if nothing happens, it's all a wash. But if something does happen, then fireball
0: away. If Zach Ertz didn't get traded, he would have been my money because there was no way he wasn't going to get traded.
2: I would have bet that in July, and <laughs> we just had to wait this long for it.
0: Now, another thing I uh, I thought was really classy, I didn't even touch on, was the fact that the Eagles, yeah, Dallas Goddard had COVID or whatever. But I I still maybe a little conspiracy corner here. I I, I really think that it was Zach Ertz's last farewell to Philly, and I, I thought that was really classy and it felt right to me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not accusing my team of faking a COVID test or whatever, but you know. It, you know, I don't feel my
2: back at practice. So. He'll be back. It is... <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. All right. That's enough news. On to the one minute recaps. Um, I, you know, I'm just going to go first, get mine out of the way, because it's pretty sad. Um, so Cleveland played Arizona this weekend. It didn't go well, as you could probably guess. I thought Baker died on at least two different sacks. Um, Baker looks washed and I think it's because of the injury, but at the same time, I don't know if I want to admit it to myself that maybe he's not the complete answer in Cleveland. Um, but without your best running back and then Kareem hunt getting hurt, it's kind of, it's kind of just a bad year for Cleveland and sucks because I bet for them to have 11 wins and it's going to take a Herculean effort to get to those 11 wins. So... Arizona did what they wanted to. They look legit. They still kind of held them in check running, but why run when you just have Kyler Murray throw the ball 400 yards? Um, and that's kind of how to beat Cleveland as their shitty secondary. So it's, it's bad times in Cleveland, and going against Denver this week is going to be rough AF.
0: It's going to be such a fun game really looking forward to it just, just this ahead. is not
2: gonna be a fun game that's ah. gonna be a terrible game i think you, it's gonna be a fun game
1: you want me to go ahead yes, yes. dash okay um aaron Rodgers owns us and that's <laughs> all i have to say about that no, <laughs> no i mean it was so the thing that kills me about the bears is matt Nagy clearly comes up with a game plan all week and then he sticks to the goddamn game plan bar nothing he does not change he does not adjust Justin Fields looked really, really good on the first couple drives of the first half. And then he looked really, really good on the first drive of the third quarter. Other than that, not good. Not good on any of the Bears' parts. Cleo Herbert looks awesome. I'm happy for that. Allen Robinson actually got involved. It looks like they're building some chemistry. But let's call it what it is. It's a learning year for Fields. Robinson's going to be gone next year. I mean, it's we're shipping off a lot of the defense, I'm sure. So we're just letting Fields get his feet wet. Uh, the Packers are going to continue to own us um, for the foreseeable future until Rodgers is gone. And this week we get the best of all time, Tom Brady. Um, so I don't see it getting any better. Uh, I'm excited to watch fields develop. He actually looks pretty good, but the defense has given up too many big plays. That's the problem.
0: That was more than a minute, but I like your style. Yeah. Um, as for the Eagles, pretty much everything that Joe said down there, whichever way it is, Uh, we are just going to continue to learn because Sirianni doesn't know how to call plays, so hopefully he (laughs) decides to call those or you know pass that play calling over. Uh, that's my hopes here, but honestly, once again, we've looked great in the fourth quarter for no reason, and Miles Sanders looked great when giving him runs. Surprise, free Uh, Miles Sanders! So I have a feeling that this might be the week where Miles Sanders gets freed, but. I, I, I'm not banking on it. I, I mean, just don't get your hopes up. Uh, and Quez Watkins is the wide receiver one on that team. Uh, I love Devonta Smith, <laughs> and I think he's I think he's going to be good still. But Quez Watkins is looking like a G. If we just gave him nine targets a game, I feel like he's getting 100 each time. Also, Goddard's back, which very excited for that. Is he, though? Not physically. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally, he's there. Mentally, he's there, and yeah. he's number yeah. one. Man, what what depressing one minute recap that was from each of us? We played Tampa Bay last week, dude. I I don't have and it was Thursday. It feels like so long ago. I've got Yeah, I feel like y'all could have won that game too.
2: There was moments. There was moments.
1: If we played between the first drive and the last drive, we would (laughs) have. No. Fair fair enough. As a Bears fan, so last year I made a pact with myself that I wasn't gonna wear any Bears attire because I figured it was me jinxing them. But I'm wearing this hat right now to get, maybe get some of that good juju back in the team, get that energy up. So,
0: I'm wearing a Cam Newton jersey right now just because I, I heard some news about that, which we didn't talk about that on the news. Yes, I see you with your O-K Yeah, I don't feel comfortable. Cam's uh-huh.
1: vaccinated now, man. Cam
0: is, Cam is vaccinated, and Cam is going to Seattle. The nation It's not news, it's actual news yet, but I hope it is. I was saving it until it actually happened. I'm speaking it into existence. That's why I'm rocking the Cam jersey. Fair enough. Also, could you imagine him throwing a DK Metcalf and fucking Tyler Lockett? Can't imagine him. Th- I can't
2: imagine him throwing. So 10 feet all right. over his head. All right, all right.
0: <laughs> That's the thing about DK. You can throw it anywhere. He'll still catch it.
2: That's true. true. Although, what was he doing on that last drive? He should have just gone out of bounds. What the hell was he trying to do? I don't know what would happen. That was That's a great it's Geno
1: Smith. I, I mean,
2: I thought Gino played okay. I mean, no. other than
1: the fumble. I mean, he no. TJ
2: Watt got him. What do you want him to do?
0: Oh, uh, By the way, TJ Watt almost won me that league that that week against Brando, and that would have been so cool. Oh, uh, uh, shoot. Uh, anyway, okay. what,
2: are we, what are we on to? We're on to our trade segment. So we're going to make some trades. These are players that if you are maybe – Wanting somebody that's going to take off towards the end of the season, maybe you want to change the luck. Maybe these people are hurt. Somebody that you can buy low on. Don't really have any buy highs. If somebody's willing to offer you Derek Henry, go for it. Um, but spell. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Owen 6. I got my keeper for the next couple of years in Najee, so I'm fine with that trade. However, these are trades that anyone can make in their league because these players are not unattainable. So We'll just start off with the first one. The first one we on our list is Antonio Gibson of the Washington football team. Joe, what do you think Antonio Gibson's value is?
1: Antonio Gibson's value is extraordinarily high. The man is talented. He breaks off big runs. He looks awesome. As an Antonio Gibson owner, the shin is very, very terrifying for me, but he seems to be interested in playing through that. I'm not really sure how. The man's a superhuman. But, you know, as an owner and a prospective buyer of Antonio Gibson, I can see where the owner is very leery of his future. So if you could trade some assets to acquire him, hoping that Shin heals up, I mean, it's a long season. It's going to get cold and these teams are going to start relying on the running backs even more. So it's a good time to buy him.
0: I, I agree. I completely agree. I think the the thing about a Gibson owner right now is that shin injury. And it looks as of right now, not practicing Wednesday, he might actually be out this week. He might play through it, obviously, but um, his lack of carries right now might worry owners because his having 20 carries twice and then having 12, 13, 14, 10 carries, obviously that one being the injury. And I, I think that might worry some people. And I mean, he's not really a pass catching back. So he needs 20 carries. I mean, he's had a couple of good passes like that 70 yarder against Buffalo, but I just feel like people might be a little worried. And with that injury and bye weeks upon us, that guy might also own Zeke or something like that. So this might be the time to buy Gibson right now because of the questionable tag. And especially if he doesn't practice Thursday. So, or even if he does practice, I mean, he's still going to be injured and hampered with that injury. So I just, I love the buy on Gibson. And like Joe said, as an owner, I'm a little worried about that shin injury, but I'm obviously not selling at the moment, but
2: you can, I would just say I would try to leverage someone saying, well, McKissick's there. McKissick's getting some work. It's going to be a split share. Maybe we can work something out. If you think about it, the Antonio Gibson uh, owner is probably that's his running back, two. So if he's, probably, if he's lost his running back one for the year, maybe he drafted CMC or something like that. Probably not going to be able to make that trade because they're probably going to want to hang on to the only guy that they – have but at the same time if he you know if it's somebody they can leverage you could probably get him pretty easily for uh, robert woods some something of that caliber you can probably offer and be able to get something back so antonio gibson definitely a good buy in redraft leagues this year on to number two miles sanders josh i'm gonna
0: go ahead and take over on this one so As a Miles Sanders owner, it is infuriating, and an Eagles fan, it's infuriating just not seeing him get the ball, especially when he's doing with it. So the good thing about this is eventually they're going to learn that they have to run the ball. We've played uh, four games in a row now where if we would have ran the ball, we could have possibly won those games, you know, barring Dallas. Dallas destroyed us. I'll give them that. Um, But we got a really easy schedule coming up for Philly and especially in kind of the playoff game mode. Um, we play New York, the New York giants twice. We play Washington twice. We play the jets. We play uh, Detroit and Las Vegas the next two weeks. And I, I, I it, it only gets easier here. So if you, if you can buy Sanders right now, you're going to get some really valuable wins out of it later because that jets game is the th- week 13. And I know that, you're going to need that win right there to get into the playoffs. That might be your last chance. You get the giants game right before that. You got the saints before that Denver. I'm not really ecstatic about and the chargers. I'm also not excited about, but as you look at miles Sanders's stats and PPR, he's literally got nine, eight, seven, seven, barely getting the ball. Imagine if he gets the ball, which is what's going to happen at some point. I don't know when he's been great. 4.7 yards per carry. And he's broken off some big runs. So imagine that with an actual expanded workload. I love the buy low on Miles Sanders right now. I know nobody's excited about Miles Sanders. And I know as a Miles Sanders owner in fantasy, you're thinking, fuck this. Allen Robinson, basically. Like, I don't want him on my team. Nine points isn't going to win me
2: games. The nine points are going to go up eventually. I don't know when, but they will. I agree. I think Miles Sanders is a good buy low right now. The play calling is eventually going to have to change if the Eagles plan on winning games. So Miles Sanders would be the natural person to benefit from that change in play calling. So I would try to pitch something to the Miles Sanders owner. I know I have Miles Sanders in a couple leagues. I've gotten some really low ball offers. It's just if you're going to trade for him, please try to trade somebody that the other person can use because they can't really use Miles Sanders right now. But that doesn't mean they want to give him away for nothing. A Chubba like, Hubbard I- or something. Not right now. I was about in say couple, Maybe in a couple weeks. In a yeah. week or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Throw Chubb at him next week. But something like that. Just It's not like a trade two bench pieces for one bench piece kind of situation. Miles Sanders could eventually take back over and run wild. So maybe make the offers a little bit more enticing than nothing.
1: I'm 50-50 on this one, boys. Because, I mean, Steve Stichen came out and says, is that how you say his name, Josh? I have no I have no idea. He came out and Philly's offensive coordinator said, we need to get Miles Sanders more involved. He was very effective when he gets the ball. So I think they're going to try to get him in the ball. And and I just think Hertz, what I thought was going to help his efficiency is actually hurting him because Hertz is just tucking it. And and, and those aren't designed.
0: Those aren't designed run plays, though. They're 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 all broken plays.
1: Right, but that's I mean, the, when he does that, he scrambles. He's not throwing it to Miles Sanders. He's not doing anything. Where, to or another Sanders.
2: quarterback may pitch it to the yeah. running back. It's not going to happen.
0: With that's hurts. fair. The pass catching has been lackadaisical for him. I mean, three five k three five catches for minimal yardage isn't ideal. But if you give him fifteen carries and then design a couple pass plays where he's available, that's Sixteen points right there. If he can actually do something with it at the rate he's going, that's what he would be getting.
2: Yeah, in a perfect world,
0: that's what
1: needs to happen. But I just exactly. I'm leery because I don't think that's happening.
0: I'm not saying sell your sell your team for him. I think that this is a very low buy right now. I think you can you can pretty much pitch a you know Damian Harris out of Miles Sanders right now. Uh, I'm not I'm not giving you perfect examples, but you could probably throw a wide receiver at Miles Sanders because most likely they felt they figured out the fill in for Miles Sanders at the moment. Yeah, because. It's
2: that's rough. true. Okay. On the next one, I'll take this one. It's chase Edmonds of the Cardinals. I think this week is the actual perfect week to buy chase Edmonds. So he's coming off of a week where he only had seven touches and a blowout, but that's exactly why he only had seven touches because it was a blowout. So it just let James Connor uh, have all of the rushes. You're not going to get that kind of value again because their schedule is about to get really tough after they play, after they play Houston, Houston, They're going to beat Houston pretty easily this week. And then after that, they go Packers, 49ers, Panthers, Seahawks, and then Joe's Bears. So if you think about it, Chase Edmonds will probably be used a lot coming up. The, The share will go up. He doesn't always lead the team in rushes, but he doesn't always need it. He needs volume in the pass game and in the rushing game. And when Kyler Murray needs to dump a pass off, It's not to Rondale Moore as I thought it would be. It's been to Chase Edmonds a lot more than Rondale Moore. So I think this would be the week to buy Chase Edmonds, just feel it out, see if the guy's a little or girl is a little weary on the Chase Edmonds front. And I would make an offer this week.
0: Yeah. I absolutely love Chase Edmonds right now because the 10 carries a game for the first four weeks and then the five plus catches a a game with 40, 50 yards, any of those could be broken for a touchdown. That man is uh, he's fast, he's nimble, and obviously Cleveland last week was a blowout, so he didn't have the chance. And then San Francisco wasn't really that competitive either. So um, he had a couple bad weeks. People are like, oh, shit, Chase, J- James Conner's actually good. And it's like, no, he's not. James Conner's getting the ball because he's an actual running back. Chase Edmonds is basically a wide receiver who can run the ball.
1: I like <laughs> the, the Chase Edmonds buy. I mean, he's been banged up. <clears throat> You're starting to see James Conner be more involved. The only thing that makes me nervous about this is it's kind of turned into a Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Josh Allen situation where Josh Allen's going to rush the ball. Kyler Murray's going to rush the ball. I mean, Zach Moss is their short yardage guy and does all that. I mean, Chase Edmonds, in my eyes, is your 20 to 20 guy. Uh, He's not getting a ton in the red zone. That could be because of the injury. But I think they're starting to see the value of James Conner. So I'd be leery of it, but he's pretty cheap right now, so it wouldn't be the worst thing in the
2: world. Well, it's it's the Cam Newton situation where Kyler Murray might run it in from one yard out. And he might pass <laughs> it from one yard out because he's yeah. got all of those tall targets in the end zone. So you're just gonna have to kind of be weary of that. I mean, it's kinda of like what who is it? D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, that kind of thing. Oh, that nightmare. Uh, yeah, back in those nightmare. days. Um obviously these guys aren't as talented as those two were back in those days, but it's kind of that same situation where the quarterback may be stealing the touchdowns, but the yards will still be there.
0: Well, the good thing about chase Edmonds is you're getting those 15 points pretty much automatically. You can almost book those in, you know, competitive games. And then there's always that chance for that 30 point game, which he hasn't had yet. So therefore that owner is not, hasn't seen that yet. So they're not like, Oh no, he scored 30 points in week two. So I'm not trading him.
2: Yeah. You could probably not offer a mid-level wide receiver or maybe even try to get a different running back like a cordell patterson i actually just traded damian harris for him which is damian harris that's kind of a perfect like damian harris cordell patterson one of those kind of guys just pitch that to them and that should be about the same value okay moving on to david montgomery joe i'm gonna let you handle the david montgomery situation
1: i love the buy low on david montgomery he's shown what he can do when he's in there Laser is clearly trying to run the ball. I mean, we were running the ball down two, two scores last game with Cleo Herbert and everything. The only thing that makes me nervous about David Montgomery is Cleo Herbert looks really good. I mean, he's he's short. He's like 5'10". I think he's 205, so he's kind of a Maurice Jones-Drew type guy. So he he's going to be used. I don't think Cleo Herbert is just going to go away. But David Montgomery should step back into his role, seeing 75% of the snaps there um he's a much more proven pass catcher at this point in his career he's you can't tackle the man i mean he gets most of his stuff after contact so i like david montgomery i think he is a good buy low um you're probably getting him for next to nothing at this point because he's 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 been injured for long enough i mean he put up the big games at the beginning of the year but like we said, I mean, if you have a Chub Chub owner, if you have you know all the guys on buys this week, this is a good time to try to grab David Montgomery if you're set at running back. Not saying trade those guys for him, but trade some pieces that uh, could land you David Montgomery.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think this is actually a tough buy. Like as a Montgomery owner, I don't want to sell him. But I also, you know, you're a Bears fan, so naturally I have a nice little uh, Chubba for Montgomery. But he's potentially slated to come back week eight. So, I mean, it's, it's, you, you gotta, you gotta buy them now if you're buying them and you gotta recency bias is your friend here. Cause Khalil Herbert's looked great. And even Damian Harris in his stead looked pretty good. So that's your, that's your bet right now is that everyone sees Herbert and they're like, oh shit, Herbert's the guy now. And like, they just assume Montgomery's washed after that. And it's I, Montgomery's obviously stepping back in and it's his job to lose. So it's not like he's, they're not going to sit, him so that's the one good thing you got for him is the recency bias that running backs are standing in for him really well but montgomery's a dude and i absolutely would love to buy him i just think the price is a little higher than some of these other guys we've talked about
2: yeah i agree i think you're gonna have to leverage a pretty high wide receiver two potentially even like a low wide receiver one to get it and that it that's the kind of gamble that you're gonna have to take if you don't have a running back that might be a gamble you have to take maybe you get montgomery and some other piece that you could potentially use that might you know like a Kadarius tony possibly something something that's maybe not right at the correct value currently that you could package but yeah the david montgomery buy is going to be tough to do right now but i i think you could pull it off if you had the right pieces okay move on to darren waller Speaking, Gosh. speaking
0: of difficult to pull off, this one's going one be to be
2: tricky, damn near impossible.
0: But if you have a guy who's performing uh, pre Knox hand injury, um, probably want someone better than that at that point. Maybe maybe Hawkinson go with like he's not doing He's been doing it kind of OK, but had a good week last week. Uh, basically, what you want to do here is you want to give them a good tight end and someone else usable here. Cause they drafted Waller most likely in the second or third round at this point. And you need to give them value for that because they, people always think about where they drafted the guy and they can't give up a third round pick because blah, blah, blah. So this one's going to be a little bit more tricky, but the the recent slide as of late after this seven nineteen target week one, um, those five catches and four catches the last five games. Yeah. They're consistent, but you Can get consistency from anywhere. I mean, you could have drafted Mark Andrews and been in a better spot right now. So, um, not saying trade Mark Andrews for him, but I
1: would. I
2: mean, yeah, yeah. I, I agree completely. This is the perfect
1: week to do it because your Eagles suck at guarding the tight
2: end. Oh, you don't know. Was Singleton going to guard him? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm looking up kind of the point totals. The people that you would have to trade to get him are potentially Noah Fant, Mike Gesicki um nobody's trading waller for Gasicki. no i'm I'd not daryl henderson up, for not straight up darren waller right now daryl henderson
0: for that would actually that would bite some people right
2: there people would bite on that they go oh yeah. daryl
0: henderson he's been consistent as no, shit just too, he's these are
2: these are tight ends that you would have to package with another piece i think if you had kyle pitts mike Gasicki, right, right. Noah Fant, something like that with another piece
0: no, Noah Fant, maybe, but like the other two, nobody nobody actually believes in. I mean, you might be able to bite on Pitts's maybe. How do you know? Alone. Nobody likes Kasiki. Nobody trusts Kasiki.
1: I don't trust Kasiki and I own him. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I, I get it. He trust him. Done well. sorry, He's done the good point. the last
0: two weeks. I get it. I get it. People look at that, but especially on Yahoo because that's what pops up in the trade screen. But I'm just saying, Darren Waller's going to be a hard one to pull off. It's I mean, hard, but I think this is the time could, to buy him.
2: Maybe like a Terry McLaurin, you could probably make a good swap, go something at something like that. It's going to be a tough trade to pull off if you really need a tight end that bad. I would personally, I would leverage the Logan Thomas owner, maybe go after that and see. That's you not know.
0: a bad one either. Yeah.
2: But like if you really want to try to go for the tippy top <laughs> Waller, then. I just figured if there's a time to buy Waller, it's right now at those 10, 11 It definitely is. It definitely is. Okay. On the next one, which I'll take, it's Amari Cooper. I personally think it'll be a little tough to trade. He's currently a wide receiver, too. um, So I would have to wonder what what you're willing to give up to get it, because I think the price is going to be a little much for me um, because I think you're going to have to give up a running back, but it couldn't be a good one. Cause you're probably still need that. And Amari Cooper's value is so hit or miss week to week because CD lamb might go off this week. Dalton Schultz might go off this week. Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard might have the running game going this week. You just never really know who is going to be the guy. Like, you know, he's still going to eat, still going to get his, but it might not be what you want, but he's still a wide receiver too. So I think that trade will be a little tough to pull off.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the problem with this is everyone that owns a coo- owns Cooper knows that he can do those 40, 30 point weeks, you know. So that that kind of what we were talking about earlier is, oh, well, he's due for a big one and that that kind of shit, but those two they forget about those 25s that they that he put up and that they probably lost. So, yeah. Coopers should be valuable and, and you could buy him, especially with him being a buy this week, but at the same time, people are going to be kind of nitpicky with this, but you should be able to like throw something at it. Cause most likely Amari
1: Cooper owners aren't doing so well right now.
2: Yeah, probably. I think
1: the question, do you want Amari Cooper on your team? I, I feel I like mean,
2: it depends on what well, you're trading.
1: I mean, Dallas is clearly trying to go to a run first team. I mean, they're, they're scheming these defenses really well, but they're trying to go back to a run first identity. Then you have Schultz and Jarwin and lamb and Cedric Wilson and, and amari cooper i mean i think the days of dak throwing 50 times a game are over for the most part so i mean you'll get your weeks like we saw against tampa bay with a tough defense but i just think it'd be hard to trust i just like the upcoming
0: schedule that they have um it's one of my big things is minnesota denver atlanta kc las vegas new orleans if they ever become competitive i just feel like there's some games there that are actually going to be like High scoring games that they're going to need to use Cooper in. Like obviously, CD Lamb's going to get his, Zeke's going to get his. I don't. I think Dalton Schultz is going to fade a little bit. I think everyone thinks that he's the next coming of Christ, but um, I think he's going to fade a bit because even Jarwin's involved. So yeah, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. But Amari Cooper's still one
2: deep strike away from getting you 30 points. So Dalton Schultz is currently the tight end three on the season. mm -hmm. It's wild as that is I don't think that that stays. Unfortunately, tight end position
0: sucks. It's he weird. Does. It's weird this year, man. But poor Dawson Knox, man. He finally, after four years or however many years he's been in the league, finally has a good year and he breaks his hand.
2: Yep. Threw a touchdown, too. It's pretty impressive. With a
0: broken hand. That, that
2: is more impressive than some quarterbacks. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's move on to what I think will be a tough one to do right now, but Robert Woods. Um, Joe, do you want to take Robert? I think the window in
1: Robert Woods closed two weeks ago when people were reminded of what he's capable of. I mean, the, the breakfast club seriously is, uh, and I'm referring to Cup and Stafford, are the ones to, to have the connection there. But Woods is clearly working his way in. Um, you saw what you can do, and I think the Rams are going to continue to have to – I mean, they're just going to throw the ball. It's too easy for them. They don't have to, but if Cup's got 10, 15 yards of separation every time and Woods has 10 on the other side, they're going to keep throwing. So I think it's going to be tough to buy them right now. If you can, it's definitely a depressed value right now.
2: Well, see, I'd put Cup on this list, but nobody would sell Cup in their right mind right now. Nobody unless there, unless I would, there's, I would not sell a piece of this offense. If I can be completely honest with you, the Rams are such like a high power, and you never know who, and maybe all could go off in a week. I would not be selling any piece of this. I would sell Henderson. That's the only person
0: because I could see I. I I like I know I, that's funny because I preached Henderson during the offseason, but I would sell Henderson because obviously not these next two weeks, but in the future, he's going to play some tough defenses and they're not going to be able to get him on the ground like Detroit and Houston. He's going to have two great weeks coming up, which is phenomenal for him. But uh, I just I figured Woods would be a good buy because he's had one elite game so far. And then the
2: just true. High of it,
0: 60 yards in the other games. Is and not, the game
2: plan going into that game was clearly let's feed Robert Woods. It was they only threw to him. It did not make sense whether he was open or not. And they were going to throw him the ball. They even clearly said that it, was the game plan, which honestly I wish that because the Eagles say that shit about
0: uh, we're going to feed Miles Sanders and then they don't. But they legitimately said we're, we need to get Woods the ball more. And
2: then they gave Woods the ball. Yeah, like 16 targets or something like that. It was outrageous. Yeah. Okay. On to Kadarius Tony, which I all all three of us, I think think this is a good buy okay well just me and Joe apparently um I think Kadarius Tony could be one of those sneaky good rookie breakouts I I don't think it matters if Galladay there I don't think it matters if Shepherd's there don't think it matters if Barkley's there don't matter if Eggman Ingram's there it doesn't matter who's there I think they're gonna use, now that they've seen what Tony's capable of in one game I think it's going to be tough for them to say, let's not, you know, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's, it's out and now everybody sees what can happen. And I think they're going to have to use that. They're going to have to use that going forward.
0: That, my, my problem with this isn't because of Kadarius Tony's talent. We obviously saw that on full display. Um, I, I love Kadarius Tony. I think he's going to be great for the future. I just think that that ankle injury they're saying is very serious is going to nag at him probably until the bye at this point. So, I mean, yes, this could win you games in the, in the future, but everyone else saw that 30 point game and people aren't going to sell him for cheap, which is what he's worth for the next four weeks, basically probably being out. I mean, he might pop back.
2: Anybody who's not willing to sell him off. That
0: is just not a good trader. That is a sell. I agree. I'm talking about, I'm talking about people that I deal with in trades. Like this is the people that are in your fantasy football league.
2: You've met somebody that's willing to not trade Kadarius Tony based off of one game. Probably. Yes, I've I've dealt with traders. That, dealt with fantasy football
0: players. This is what that's people wild. do. Yeah, I agree. That is wild to me. But I yes. don't think that's
2: I don't think for everyone out there. I don't think that is going to
0: happen. I agree that it's a good idea, but I have a feeling that what he's worth, you're either going to overpay or the person's going to be try to offer you something ridiculous for him. That's my problem with Kadarius. Awesome. I don't have any problem trading for him. I want him on my team personally.
1: Hmm. Okay. He's a well, he's a good one for the end of the season. I, I oh, think absolutely. you could get him, especially with this report coming out that the ankle injury is more serious. As a person who's had plenty of ankle injuries, they heal fairly quickly. Plus, you can tape the absolute crap out of them. He looks awesome. You're right. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's out, and he's going to have a role no matter what. So.
2: He should probably should have had one since the beginning of the season. That's why you draft him in the first fucking round. But let's hey, not... it's the Giants, man. Okay, let's not get into that. Can we just talk about how Slayton
0: was starting over him and hasn't done a damn thing and well, has I... almost been healthy the whole year?
2: Just because Shepherd was ahead of him, they weren't playing him. Play well, Shepherd Shep- and Shepherd Slayton. Looks great. Put, like, I know, but put, can... play them both. Yeah. Why Shepherd's not put surprised. your best players on the field? Put your best players on the field. Like seriously, Joe Judge, Dum dum. Put your best <laughs> players on the field. Stupid. Agreed. Okay. Our last one, and I completely agree with this one. Javante Williams, uh, Josh, why would you want to buy Javante Williams? Buy him. He looks so great. So, yes, he's put up nine points in pretty much every
0: game. I mean, probably an average of 9.5 at this point, maybe less. But uh, I just absolutely love this man. He has only his max touches, I think, is 15 so far in a game, and he's gotten nine points every time. Yes, he only has one touchdown and that's unfortunate, but the second, the second that they just go, you know what? We're going to give Javante three more carries. That's when he scores 20 points immediately. And honestly, I've been waiting for this breakout week for a long time, but um, I love everything about this. And with running backs getting injured, older people, and with the weather getting cold and being in Denver, there's going to be a game where Melvin Gordon and Javante have 20 carries. And if there's a snowy game in Denver or a snowy game anywhere that Denver's playing, put them in. Also, they play the Eagles in four weeks. So just fun fact. Play
2: the Browns this week.
0: Javante will be good for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm debating on starting him in a couple leagues. I'm definitely going to start him in at least one. Just so I, just in case I missed. We'll
2: get to it in the game previews, but you should start him, not Melvin, but.
1: Here, here at Offensive Points, we have been all over Javante since, what, April? Well, it's kind of been – we've been banging the table for this dude. This is the type of move that will win you your league to acquire someone like this because if Gordon gets hurt, the sky's the limit, or once they switch to him permanently, the sky's the limit right there. So this is someone for relatively cheap. You keep on the back of your bench right now, and then playoff time comes. He hits right. It's It's the ultimate lottery ticket. So this is my favorite one on the list absolutely i honestly think it is mine too as well
0: i agree just because i know it's going to pay off and i know looking at these stats right now you look at it and you go what are they talking about his best in ppr is 12 right now and then all of a sudden in like
1: six weeks you're gonna be like holy shit why didn't i listen to them my question to those people is do you watch football (laughs) you seen this guy run the football He looks so good. Well, honestly, he's
0: not on a lot of primetime games. He's been on three o'clock games. So honestly, this might be the time to buy him right now before that Thursday night game because they're going to see him. They're going to go, oh, even if he doesn't score, you know, 20 fancy points, they're going to see him. They go, man, he looks good. And those three o'clock games probably aren't televised in your area all the time. Or you probably chose a different one, you know, to watch. So uh, I'm just saying this might be the perfect time to buy him. His first primetime game is coming up here. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what this guy can do.
2: Okay. I have two more just to tack on to the end. Not, not really much analysis needed. I'm just curious. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. for Indianapolis. Are we buying it? Do we think that that's, this is sustainable? Uh, would you purchase? Would you go after him? Honestly, I
0: thought I was in a couple of the trades that I was offering this last week. I thought about putting Pittman in a couple of them and I just, I'm not buying it. Pascal okay. still has a role there. He's even get Wentz is getting Mo Cox involved. He's obviously thrown to the running backs and T.Y. Hilton's back. I mean, yeah, he's injured again or whatever, might not play or still nursing that injury. But I just I wouldn't I wouldn't buy him for much. You know okay. what I, mean? I might throw him as a as a kicker onto a trade.
1: Joe, what do you think? I like him. I think Pittman, he looks really good. He Wentz seems to trust him. He seems to be open a lot of the time. I think they're having some weird stuff going on with Hilton attempting to make a comeback here, but I think Pittman really did solidify himself as the one and he's going to keep getting more as it goes on. So I don't think it's, it doesn't move the needle a lot for me to acquire Pittman, but if you're in a dynasty or keeper situation, Pittman would be a good buy right now.
2: Okay. And then uh, two quick running backs, uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire and Chris Carson, either of those guys potentially late season, you know, make something happen. Would you try I mean, to acquire either?
0: If if you can get Carson, I wouldn't be against it. I don't really know what's going on with his injury right now. I've actually been very confused by the whole injury situation with Seattle because Alex Collins got that hip thing. I don't what what's what's Carson got?
2: Uh, See exactly.
0: I don't even know. Um I, was I would say, sure. Carson's a good Oh, it's consistent. his neck. Neck. Okay, so yeah, so I knew it was a sketchy thing. The good thing about Carson is he, he is always good for ten to fifteen points. So if you're looking for like that consistency, that's great. He did have a couple be- better weeks than that, but Edward Zelaya, I'm not touching. I just at all. Okay,
2: Joe,
1: I'm really worried about Carson with that neck thing. Just to add on there, Me really too. worried. I think this could be a season under, honestly.
2: But uh, I mean, and he's about to. He's going to be 28 next year. I, mean, I don't want to. Put anybody in the grave, but that's fine. no, but I mean,
1: dude, neck injuries are no neck joke. injuries that's... are not
2: nothing to fuck with, especially in a running back. So yeah, best wishes to him. And that's enough of the trading. Let's go on to the watch.
0: All right. Well, we, we did touch on a couple of these people because we always do. But uh, the watch for this week, I got a couple quarterbacks here and they're both rookies and they're both owned in 20 to 25 percent of leagues. And both could be great stashes. Um, I think Trey Lance and Justin Fields deserve to be on teams. They were earlier in the season, and people have given up on them, which is great for you as the fantasy consumer. Uh, It appears Garoppolo's back this week, question mark. I'm not sure. Trey Lance isn't practicing on Wednesday, and Garoppolo is, so that's what it seems to be. And Fields has looked less than good. So depending on the matchups and if they pan out, I think at the very least they're worth a roster slot. Um, it's going to take some time for both of them to shake off the rust. and Trey Lance had one start, so two, one and a half starts. I don't know. Um, so I, I like, I like both these guys in the future and I think they're both going to be great in the future and they're not off to great starts to their career, but I think give them some time. And I think they at least are worthy of roster slot. Joe, you got anything to add to fields just to boost that a little bit more.
1: I love Justin Fields, man. He looks good. It's starting to click. Um, that He's first drive to great. Them. Yeah. He looked like a very um, high accolade quarterback on that one and the second drive, and then the first one and the third. The arrow is pointing up for him. He's learning the position. It's not going to be pretty all the time, but it's a good buy. Okay. Um, for running backs, I have two
0: stashes and two immediate pickups. Um, my two stashes, one of which is another Seattle running back, DJ Dallas, who had 50 yards on nine touches last week. Um, And then like at that aforementioned hip pointer or whatever the hell is going on with Alex Collins could have a role there. Um, I wasn't sure if it was going to be him or Homer, but it appears to be DJ Dallas. So just keep an eye out on that. And then our boy, uh, Captain America, Chris Evans had 67 yards on seven touches last week. Obviously one of those being like a 30 yard touchdown, but he looks to be the next big thing in Cincy. And if Mixon were to miss any time, this could be scary for him, Like he could look great. And just not take the job, but, you know, be a great interim running back. And I just absolutely love this guy. I think he's going to have a role here. I don't think Samaji P. Ryan was ever the answer here. And Joe was on our boy first, so I can't take any credit there. Um, and then our immediate pickups are J.D. McKissick. Uh, as we mentioned, Gibson did not practice Wednesday. And he had an MRI on that shin, which kind of held him out of the majority of last week's game. So something to watch moving forward. Uh, McKissick's a terrific fill in, especially this week. If Gibson doesn't play JD caught eight of 10 targets as well as running the ball ball well last week. So, and that was coming in mid game. So sure. Jarrett Patterson, will get some works there work there, but not enough to let JD McKissick not shine. So, uh, I, if he's not owned, he's owned 50%, 54% of leagues. If he's not owned, you need him. Like I picked him up in a league and I'm very happy about it. If I get to start him, I will. Uh, and then Kenyon Drake. Um, this one's a little less of an immediate pickup. He's owned in 60% of leagues still, but I did find him in a couple of leagues available in our league actually right now. Um, should absolutely be owned at the very least. I think with this coaching staff change, as I mentioned, I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to get him involved. I obviously don't expect those two touchdowns per game, but, uh, the, the amount of, the amount of, uh, yardage that he got and touchdowns that he got. So just, just keep an eye on it. And if you can pick him up, get him. maybe another easy trade candidate to kind of like, bonus a little trade and then on wide receivers i'm actually uh gonna defer this to billy but is donovan people jones worth rostering
2: especially for this week i, I think so i the thing is we need to get rid of odell beckham jr and as soon as we do that um with him and uh, jarvis on the other side or in the slot i think that I, I he needs to be in the he needs to be in the starting roster all the time He's better than uh, Rashad Higgins, so I think DPJ deserves his spot, and I think that people should roster him.
0: Fuck OBJ, it's DPJ now, Hell yeah! Uh, but obviously he's deep ball dependent, so that could pose some risk, but I think with this week with everyone out, I mean, honestly, you kind of have to start him. Right? Gonna need it. <laughs> Especially in flex and with all the
1: buys and stuff, so. He's got the build of a number one receiver, though. He so, does. It yeah. Just, you know, so whatever, maybe yeah. some more involvement will only lead want to, to get better things. It. But yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, we're going to float on over to uh, Philadelphia and talk about my guy, Quez Watkins, only owned in 8% of leagues. Oh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 4% of leagues as of uh, 12 o'clock today. Should on be Wednesday. more. So yes, absolutely should be more with all the injuries that are going on there. But uh, Quez Watkins only owned in 8% of leagues, which is kind of shocking to me. And honestly, I think Zach Ertz leaving the Eagles immediately boosts every pass catcher on the team and not just Goddard, especially since Goddard's not even there right now. Uh, But he's been kind of the lone bright spot on the birds and actually not quite fantasy startable, but could be a good flyer, good flex, at least sash, especially if Goddard doesn't play. I just want to see what comes. I mean, he's kind of that same with people's Jones. He's been getting those kind of deep routes and we only give him about three a game. Or maybe five, he catches three of them. Um, but definitely worth a roster slot at this point, and uh, might be the wide receiver one, might be might see another fulgum situation where we get five good weeks out of them or something. Uh anyway, tight ends. Um I put I put one on there last minute, but Zach Ertz, if you didn't pick him up last week and he's still available somehow because he's only owned in sixty one percent of leagues, he's tight end sixteen on the year. And I don't know if you know, but we talked about it just a bit ago if you maybe zoned out or we're talking to your wife or something at the time um, or husband, my apologies. Um, but I, I, you know, Ertz is, you know, he, he's on a new team. He's on the Cardinals now. And I did actually see someone dropped Ertz this, this morning on waivers. So I'm very excited about, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking him up. So hopefully. um, So when Ertz got traded and Goddard, I feel like they're both catapulted in tight end ones pretty much by default at this point, obviously we'll see what happens. maybe, temper expectations this week but next week once he starts learning the playbook uh he's definitely could have a huge week and then uh ricky seals jones with uh our boy out over in uh washington logan thomas his injuries are mounting over there so especially if gibson's out as well this man stepped up he's likely to get you at least eight points for your tight end slot he's a little bit touchdown dependent but he can be a great flyer and he's looked really great i think everyone could agree and then as we talked earlier in our little trade segment. Evan Ingram is most likely about to be traded, so I don't know what his roster percentage is because I added him last minute, but if you can try to pick him up or grab him from someone, I imagine he can't be owned that well. 26%. Yeah. You should go pick him up because he might get traded to a tight, needy team and might fill in valiantly. He's looked pretty lost his career in New York, but who isn't lost in New York?
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't really even have any more to add that. That's right. Well, I try not to repeat too much. I don't want to tell
0: you the same no, people I, I told you last yeah, week. So I just try to keep it. it short and sweet. And who's the new roster. Oh, another one, Tyree Jackson from the Eagles. I saw my boy Joe stole him from me in one of the leagues that we're in. Um, him. He looked phenomenal in uh, preseason. And then he got an injury and he is now back at practice. And he is now the new Zach Ertz to try to vulture away from Goddard. But I don't think he's as established. So. But yeah, in Dynasty. A, he was a year.
2: quarterback in college.
0: Believe yeah. Believe it or not. He looks phenomenal, actually. I watched him in preseason and he was doing really great. So I'm I'm expecting the next, like he's the next Goddard. Like it was Ertz to Goddard, and then it's gonna be Tyree Jackson next. So just yeah. keep an eye out on
2: that. Maybe they're know.
1: gonna run some uh Philly specials to him, you know. It's possible. Yeah, and and, it yeah, yeah,
2: and Trey Burton. I even forgot about him. Like we always have see, two tight ends. Did you see Buffalo did the Billy special on yeah. Monday? Yeah. Fuck that. Nice. That'd All right, be, Joe. End us off with some daily. All right, guys. So we're going to go over some daily value
1: plays right now. Now, all of my plays are for cash games and 50-50s. I don't do a whole lot of tournaments, but if you have some questions on that, holler at us on Twitter. I'm happy to answer those. I do have some of those plays. But my star for the week is DeAndre Swift. I mean, the man's number running back number eight on the season, and DraftKings just continues to hate on him. He's going against the Rams this week. Um, and Stafford's going to absolutely blow them out of the water. So I expect DeAndre Swift to get a ton of balls thrown his way, um, especially in a PPR format like DraftKings. So definitely start him. He is my play of the week. He will be in 90% of my lineups. I am sure of that. So for quarterbacks this week, um, actually, let's rewind a second. So we're at that time of the year where DraftKings does their annual middle finger to everyone playing in this. And they basically price the absolute studs out. So if you try to get an absolute stud in your lineup, you are going to have absolute crap somewhere on your roster. So um, what I try to do in cash games is just completely avoid the studs. I know Henry's going to be really hard to avoid this week with the matchup. He has Devontae Adams is way up there. Tyree Hill has a great matchup, but uh, for me myself, I am avoiding them. And these are some of the guys I'm going with. So Matt Stafford, 7,100 versus the uh, Detroit Kittens. Um, you know, it's it's a high price for a quarterback, but he's going to absolutely kill them in this one. This is his appreciation game. Fuck a revenge game here. He's like, thanks for getting me out of this shithole. Uh, so he's going to go light it up out there. Um, Matt Ryan's only a 5,700. He's actually looked pretty good. He's a back-end QB1 in a 12-team league, and he gets Miami, who is gonna, who are going to be down there to uh, – cornerbacks again this week, and Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, so he's a great play. Uh, Carson Wentz has been oddly surprising recently, and they get San Francisco, which has a, a slight amount of shootout potential, especially with them coming off of the bye. I think San Francisco figured some stuff out, so I think this is going to be a bit of a shootout. Um, at running back, I have Daryl Henderson against the Detroit Kittens, yet again, um, 6,600. I think they're going to get enough done to where he's going to score a lot of points, even if he doesn't get the ball the entire game. Um, Cordero Patterson against Miami, sixty three hundred. He clearly has a role; they use him. He he picks up chunk plays. So at this point, it's kind of hard to disregard at that price. Uh, Chuba Hubbard gets the Giants at sixty one hundred. Yeah, they uh, the Giants' defense sucks. Blake Martinez is gone. For Derek McKinley, might fill in there, but he's probably not going to do anything this week. So they're going to run all over the Giants. Um, And I already mentioned DeAndre Swift, so definitely start him. And then Miles Sanders is a risky one for me, 5,100 against Las Vegas. They did come out and say that they wanted to get him more involved. So when there's smoke, there's fire. I'm just hoping that fire actually starts this week if you are starting him. Uh, Wide receiver, uh, Calvin Ridley is a a huge one for me, 6,600 at Miami. They're coming out of the bye. They have to be trying to get Calvin Ridley going. Uh, I'm not sure what happened or if there were any news about him mysteriously not going to London, but something's going on there. So they're gonna—he's gonna demand the ball. I expect a big game from him. Uh, AJ Brown against Kansas City. Uh, the man's coming off of two knee procedures in the uh, in the off season. He's finally starting to look like his old self, and he gets the Chiefs who cannot stop anybody. So he's at 6,300. He's a great play for me. Antonio Brown versus Chicago at 6,300. The efficiency that him and Brady have together is almost atrocious. It's it's almost ridiculous. I mean, but he's going to keep doing it. He's going to keep putting up points, and there's no way in hell Chicago is going to stop all three of those wide receivers. So I expect plenty of big plays to Antonio Brown. Uh, Jamar Chase at 6,200 versus Baltimore. He is very similar to DeAndre Swift in regards to DraftKings, does not respect them at all. I mean, Jamar Chase is number four in the league right now for wide receivers and air yards and touchdowns. So, I mean, the dude's killing it. You got to start him against Baltimore, which should be a high-scoring game. At tight end, we have Darren Waller against Philly, who cannot stop the tight end at 6,700. Gisecki against Atlanta at 4,700. That's a stack that I've done quite a bit is Matt Ryan, Gisecki, and Ridley. And I've even thrown Patterson in there as well. I expect that to be a shootout. And Ricky Seals-Jones at $3,700 for screen Bay. The Deuce plays 99.9% of snaps when he's out there. He's had, I think, 16 targets the last two weeks. So he's a phenomenal value right there at tight end. So my lineup that I will gift you all with this week, because it's guaranteed to get some money. Uh, talk, to my, uh, talk to my lawyers if you want to actually take me up on that. But uh, <laughs> we got Matt Ryan against Miami. Um, again, they have no quarterbacks. DeAndre Swift, he's going to have a big game against the rams chuba hubbard versus the giants who have a broken defense right now jamar chase is an absolute steal at that price aj brown is finally getting healthy with those knees he gets kc this week antonio brown versus the bears who he's gonna score a lot of points let's just leave it at that Ricky seals jones who is seeing the field 99.9 percent of times and the saints defense against geno smith and his lack of fucking talent that's my lineup for you guys enjoy
2: Wow. I love it. Man, I the hate for Geno Smith's gone way too far. All right, I saw a thing. He needs I, to I open saw... up a
1: pizza place. I He's saw... got a pizza name. A Geno Smith.
0: I need to A, a
2: Geno Smith. Oh, it's Geno Smith.
1: All right, real quick. Um, I saw a
0: meme today, and it was phenomenal. This is just some small, fun news. It's not that great, but it was... If you'd have told me three years ago that Geno Smith's starting a game and Cam Newton's unemployed, I'd tell you you were high.
2: <laughs> it's true. Not, not wrong. That is true. Okay. Well, that's all we got for part one. Uh follow us at offensive points at the IDP army. Follow us on TikTok at the IDP Army. For I got our first thousand view TikTok. So and who was
0: that? Who was that? Was that us?
2: That was. Yeah. Hey. So that was pretty exciting. Pretty cool. Did that with uh, no help from anyone else. So that's awesome. Uh, But follow us on there. The videos are getting better every day, (laughs) every week. So, all right, Joe, get us out of here. All
1: right, guys, keep riding that Oregon Trail. Be careful of dysentery. It will kill your whole family. So keep those oxen fed and healthy and make it across that river. We will see you in part two.